Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Today's episode is going to be so vulnerable. If you've just started a coaching business, you may notice that the easy part is teaching people what you know, and the really hard part is actually dealing with the people, handling your clients through all the ups and downs, what to do when one client is celebrating and has the biggest win of their life, and another one, nothing is working and they're falling apart. Supporting clients through these really big, scary transformations and being in the boat with them when they're having all of the fails. So I want to give you a good behind the scenes look at what situations used to scare me when I was a baby coach just starting out coaching people or what I thought was coaching, when I just started out teaching people how to create content in my first program, CTS, and yeah, dealing with these high-touch situations on calls or inside our Slack channel. And my hope for this episode is that one, you'll recognize that we are all human. So I am a very powerful coach now, But back in the day when I just started out, it really hit me like a brick wall whenever I was struggling to deal with people, when I was struggling to handle the human aspect inside our business. And to give you hope that maybe you're struggling with some of these situations too, I want to give you hope that one, they're not always going to be this stressful to you, to your nervous system, and also some simple strategies and approaches on how to handle these situations. Now, I do want to mention, I have an entire program around how to coach your clients, how to handle big stressful situations, how to handle that human aspect inside your rooms. But these five situations, I know there is going to be people out there, coaches out there who need to hear exactly about those five situations. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. One of the worst situations in the beginning was when a client would just ghost me. Like they would just disappear, they weren't responding on Slack or Voxer anymore, or they unfollowed me on social media, and I made it mean all the big things about myself. I already had that in real life a little bit, quite a bit of social anxiety, because one of the ways one of my parents would tell me that they were mad is by just like stonewalling me, like not talking to me at all. So for me... Every single time a client would just disappear, ghost, unfollow, not reply anymore, it meant I must have done something wrong, they're for sure mad at me, 
like, I'm probably a bad person. I should burn down my business. I should give them a refund. It would like completely spiral me out of control. Now, what I learned over time is that, first of all, this behavior is unacceptable. We're all adults and just ghosting someone is rude and also just not a very CEO move if you're building a business. So, From one perspective, I was able to close off with this behavior being like, okay, well, this is not a way that I allow to be treated and it's not my responsibility to run after you. It's not my responsibility to open up communication beyond a certain point. So if now someone ghosts me like that, I will follow up once, I'll follow up a second time. And then the third time I'll be like, hey, I'm no longer getting replies. I feel like I'm going to presume that you're well taken care of and that you will speak up if you need anything from me. So I'm handing back the responsibility here to my client to ask for what they need because we are adults. I will require my my clients to step up their game. Like this isn't this isn't kindergarten or school where you can just be like, oh, I'm really mad at my best friend. I'm just not going to talk to her and not tell her why. No, we're adults and we're building businesses. So one of the first things here is for me to let them know that I'm here to support them and it is their responsibility to ask for the support that they need in that moment. Now, the other thing I also really had to acknowledge is that when a client ghosts you, It usually isn't without reason. Yes, maybe you did something, but also maybe you didn't do anything big or wrong. Maybe you just happened to step on a trigger like a landmine and you set off a process inside of them that's really hard for them to deal with. In fact, it's so hard that avoidance is easier than stepping up and talking about it with you, right? So, acknowledging here the human side as well like this is probably not going to be an easy situation for your client as well so having compassion and empathy knowing that whatever they're dealing with right now that prompts this behavior is probably not easy for them as well so when I send a message to hand them the responsibility like the first time I'll be very very kind and sweet being like hey I haven't seen you around in a while I really want you to know that I'm here to support you and I am here for whatever it is that you need And then the second time, I'm a little bit more direct, like, hey, I've sent you the last email. I want you to know that I'm here. Let's talk about things. Let's open up the conversation. So they're really invitations. And only the third time is when I'm handing them the responsibility of like letting you know, if you don't reply, I'll presume you're okay and that you feel well taken care of. If you have a need for support, I am here to support you. And then making drawing a very clear line here with where my responsibility ends. You can't force people to talk to you and you've got to be okay that sometimes there's going to be silence in the room. Not every time someone is silent for a couple of days means you've done anything wrong. Sometimes they're just clients who are perfectly happy just knowing that they have access to you, but not needing it. There were months where I didn't have a one-on-one call with my one-on-one coach because I simply didn't need to. I was perfectly happy just sending her a voice message every couple of days being like, hey, this or that thing came up. Do you have some input on that? 
and we didn't have a call for six entire weeks. And only when I was like, yeah, I really feel like I could use like a full hour of your undivided attention to talk about this big thing. I was like, okay, I'm back. I'm ready. I'm here. <laughs> Can we have a call, please? So coming to peace, healing my own insecurity that everything, every time there's silence in a room, silence on a call, silence from a client does not mean anything about where they are in your journey or whether they love you or not. When someone unfollows you, they may come back and it may simply be for a reason that you didn't anticipate. I've had three people in the past who unfollow me who were previous clients who said they want to hire me one-on-one -on -one, one day and then they unfollowed me. And you only see that coincidentally because I'm human too. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I wonder what that person is doing. And then suddenly you notice, oh, they unfollowed me. Strange. Or you see an unsubscribe from your email list, right? Because that's a, actually a notification that you'll get in your email system. And then it's basically radio silent and you don't know why that happened. And in the past, it was so wonderful to get proof from these three incredible women who followed me again after some time. I don't know if there were more, but those three stood out because they messaged me. And all three of them sent me a message along the lines of like, hey, I had some personal stuff that I had to go through and I couldn't actually take seeing you succeed, blaze from one income goal to the next, one hit one milestone after the next, while well, my life was so hard and I was struggling and going through this internal process, this internal transformation. But I've completed my transformation and here I am, I'm back. I want to join your mastermind or I've bought X or Y product from you and I'm going to start with that until I'm ready to like go all in with your support. So these messages were so beautiful because they really helped me anchor in these moments of silence as this may ha not actually have anything to do with me. There may still be so much love for me as a person. I don't need to make it mean that I'm bad and I did something wrong the way I did when I was a kid. I get to still feel safe and stay in my power knowing that if it's a client who's leaving, I'm there and I'm living up to my responsibilities and also beyond a certain point, it's not my responsibility anymore. And for people who just leave my world, it may not have anything to do with me and they may come back. And a lot of the times, actually, people will first unfollow me before they join a high ticket coaching container like my mastermind or one-on-one. -on -one. And it's so funny because this happened so many times to me in the past. The second kind of situation that used to scare the crap out of me, and I really have to say I had client PTSD from this for at least six months, I was completely blocked after this client left my world, is when a client just disagrees with everything you say and makes you feel like you are wrong in everything you believe and how you see the world and your points of view, like you are wrong, you, specifically you. And this client was a huge learning lesson from for me. She went through CTS when it was still a high-touch mastermind style of pr program. And I was not able to lead her because every single thing I said gave me massive, she gave me massive resistance, told me it's unethical or she doesn't believe in it or it doesn't work this way. And it definitely doesn't work this way for her. The truth is I should have actually drawn a boundary here like that was not a coachable client. 
But I didn't know that at that time, so I thought there must be something wrong with me, and I made it, again, mean all the things about myself. And I'm really glad I had support from my coach. I wish she had been even more clear showing me or teaching me or helping me see what is the difference between a coachable client and a client who isn't coachable. So I stuck through the three months with this client, and oh my god, I was so glad when it was the last day. Now, here's the thing. When a client makes you feel that wrong and they're not coachable because they're not actually willing to think about or see or hear or understand anything that you say and they deliberately misunderstand every one of your words, your job as a coach is to recognize that this is not a good fit and let them go. This would be the kind of moment where I would consider refunds and be like, hey, this is not a good fit. I'm going to give you a refund for the remaining time, but like, please, you need to look for a different coach. We're not a good match. Or what you could also do in these moments now is to bring this up in a one-on-one situation. So to reach out one-on-one and say, hey, I've noticed this pattern where you will ask for advice and I will give you options and you write off all of these options and in many cases, like there's so much resistance and pushback. I would like you to look into this behavior and ask yourself why you hired me specifically and what you want to get out of this container. I'm willing to adjust my coaching or my consulting here to make sure it fits what you are looking to get out. But right now, I'm not feeling like you get out a lot of of value of this container because everything is faced with such massive resistance. That way you're giving your client the opportunity to think through their behavior and to either adjust or to agree with you and say, yeah, I'm not really feeling connected to this container as well. It doesn't look like it's a good match or I didn't feel like I'm not feeling X, Y, and Z. So you're opening up this conversation where they get to either honestly acknowledge like what their problem is and why they're behaving this way and or they can rethink their behavior and adjust appropriately in order to be a good client. They may not even have been aware of how much resistance they're giving you, right? So these are ways that you can actually lead a resisting client and you can either have the confidence to lead them out of your container if you don't think that there is a possibility for a match Or you can help them adjust their behavior and even see these kinds of patterns if they were maybe not aware of them. Either way, it's your job as the leader of the container and the leader of your clients, like they hired you because they want to be led by you, to take control of the situation and not just let this person or this client hijack the entire container and let them be in charge. You need to overcome your fear here of of confrontation or of worry that they're not going to be happy. You need to overcome these fears and you really need to take back your power and say, okay, well, I'm the one who's in charge of this room. How do I want to lead this client who's giving me all this resistance? And from there, with a like compassionate and empathetic way, you have to open this conversation. Not in a group setting, because you don't want to put her on the spot and make her even more defensive, but you want to seek that conversation one-to-one with them. Now, scenario number three. This wasn't quite as scary, because it happened relatively late 
in my my coaching journey. So I already had a lot of coaching experience, but I feel like a lot of coaches, if they were faced with this situation for the very first time, they would probably freak out. So I wanted to include it in this list. What do you do when a client actually feels super triggered and gets really, really defensive or is questioning your whole approach? So I had this happen fairly recently where a client signed up for one month of one-on-one coaching and then she split it in half because she had like a big personal thing happening. So she wanted to take one month off because tragedy struck in her family or circle of friends. And I understand that. I'm human too. So I was like, usually there is no break, but I understand that this is a special situation. So of course, take your time, spend this month giving yourself whatever it is that you need, and then we can move on. Now, when you take these one month of break or an extended break in between, what will happen a lot of the times is that the client comes back and they're just kind of overwhelmed because they've forgotten all the work that you've done with them in the first half of the container. And so they come back and they're like, I don't even know what I got so far. I have no idea how to continue here. This isn't working. Freaking out, panic. And they start to question everything you've done with them so far. And in those situations, it's a really, really good idea to like take a deep breath, okay? Respond when you're not in an emotionally activated state. So respond, don't react. And then remind your client of like, hey, I totally understand that you're having a lot of really big feelings right now and you're really worried that this isn't working. You don't know how to move forward. Like this is a hard situation. And this really comes from a place of empathy. Like they're not trying to upset you. They're like, actually just voicing how they feel and they're indirectly letting you know what they need. So in this case, you want to remind your client of the work that they've done in the past and of the realizations that they had previously. And when you remind them, you give them back a sense of calm of like, oh yeah, right, there was this thing. Oh yeah, right, I already got something out of this container. Oh yeah, right, okay, I'm safe, like something good already happened here. And then you want to show them what the path forward is. So this conversation could look something like, first, of course, validating their feelings, because it's always a great sign of trust when the client tells you how they feel. And then moving on from there, reminding them, okay, these are the things we've done. These are the realizations we had. And this was our plan for the next round or for the continue for the remaining period is this is what we wanted to work on with the things that we found out in the beginning. Here is how we're gonna move forward. Does this sound like what you need right now? And then usually they've already calmed down quite a bit. They're feeling more in control again because they a lot of the overwhelm is gone because they know what to anticipate. They remember what work was already done and reminding them that you're on their team, reminding them like, hey, I fully get it. Like I'm on your team. Together, we're going to keep going and reestablishing that sense of trust and confidence that they're on the right track. Now, one of the hardest parts about coaching for me and or generally running my business was clients who would overstand 
uh, overextend their bound the boundaries that I set, overstay in containers, and I couldn't actually lead them. This was one of the big reasons why my CTS program became a mastermind with like a finite start and end date because and like a proper launch model and not a rolling mastermind back in the day because I couldn't actually lead people and tell them like oh you gotta leave this container while other people are still staying longer because they joined later or when they were late on payment I felt so bad asking them because ugh, that sucks like to be hey you can't continue on this call unless you actually submit your payment like you're two weeks late this is a hard call. So like enforcing boundaries and bringing them back on the right track and making sure like you're still running a business, even if they maybe feel stuck on their toe. So I had clients who were super mad because I said like, hey, listen up, this is a three month container you've paid for three months. You've been here for five months. Like this is your last call. And after that, you you will leave this container or you can renew for another three months. And then they'd be super upset. They're like, but I'm only about to launch now. Well, it was not my responsibility that you decided to take longer time. You're welcome to stay in the container. And also you need to pay if you want to stay in the container and have this level of support. So really getting super clear what my responsibility is. And my responsibility is to maintain my business and enforce business rules and not to people please. So for me, letting go of the people pleasing here and really get super clear on what my responsibility is and where it ends is necessary when you want to lead your clients. Otherwise, you're going to give your power away. You're going to let your clients be in the driver's seat. And then you're going to feel really frustrated and resentful. And that is not a healthy relationship for a client-coach relationship. If you feel resentful, you can't really truly hold the space for them because your responses are going to be different versus when you come from a place of compassion and empathy and true love and seeing your client in the best light. So for now, whenever a client is late on their payments, like there is a very straightforward standard operating procedure in my business. First, my team will reach out. If you didn't pay within a week, then I will reach out to you directly. The team will notify notify me and I'll be like, hey, either you settle your bills or like this is ending. And I, I say this with like a lot of love because I don't want our relationship to be tainted by a breach of contract or overstepping of boundaries. And last but not least, the fifth situation that I know all coaches in the beginning are struggling with is when a client freaks out because it's not working. They're doing everything right, quote unquote, and it's not working. My friend, this is the exact reason why they hired a coach. So that you don't lose your head and run around like a panicked chicken (laughs) with your clients and freak out and be like, okay, let's throw over all the strategy and like try different things and you could do this and you could do that and you could do that and you could also try this other option, right? You don't want to be flooding them with more information because chances are it's not working yet. It, It is working but they can't see the progress yet because there just simply hasn't been enough time to implement and see progress, right? It's like making 
popcorn in the microwave. They will do everything right. They will put the popcorn in the bag, they will open the bag, put it in the microwave, turn on the microwave to the right setting, and after five seconds they're opening it and they're freaking out because the popcorn hasn't popped yet. And all the kernels are still whole. Doesn't mean that it's not working, it just means you interrupted the process too early and you're checking for results that can't realistically happen yet. Oh my god. So many times people will freak out because they're like, they post it four times and they're like, it's not working. No, like your popcorn still needs to cook. You need to stop interrupting the process. So what do you need right now to regulate your emotions, stay in your power, not give it away to fears or worries or panic, right? So that you can keep following through consistently on the process, trust the process, rather than freaking out, panicking, and doing a 180 on your strategy and the course that you're taking right now. So this is really, really important. Your job as a coach, like if you freak out and panic with them, you're failing them on the exact reason why they hired you. You've got to remain in your power. You've got to be anchored in, in the confidence, knowing that this process that you gave them will work if they will follow through. So in those moments, so important that you keep coaching them, not on other actions that they could take, but on staying in their power, not giving it away to their fears and overwhelm and emotions. And this is what great coaching actually looks like. So those were a lot of situations. There are a million more that you could be and should be looking at and that you need to know how to handle them. These are just five very, very common examples where coaching skills are inevitable. If you want to step up your coaching skills, oh my God, please join me in Confidently Coached. I will break down exactly how to look for root causes, how to hold space for your clients, how to empower them so that they can actually see results of and implement the things that you're already teaching them. This is what will take you from a good teacher and someone makes who makes a good amount of money to being an exceptional coach that people will look out for and specifically seek out and becoming the kind of person that people will renew their contracts with for like six or 12 or 24 months in one go because like that's how safely led they feel by you. Confidently Coach starts really, really soon. DM me on Instagram for the link or I'll also pop it into the show notes. This is really the kind of program that every single person that calls themselves a coach really needs. If you're only running group programs and you're teaching people stuff, you're a teacher or an educator. If you want to be a coach in the true sense, you've got to learn how to lead your clients, empower your clients, and help them follow through in the container. It's going to make your life so much easier. It's going to make your client's life and results and journey so much better. And overall, it's just a really, really smart move in your business to build your coaching skills and learn how other people are leading their clients. It's a game changer. I am so excited. I will see you inside Confidently Coached or on Instagram. I'll hear you on the next episode. Remember, if you love this episode, don't forget to rate it and review it and send me a screenshot to enter for a chance to be coached live here on the show. 
content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.